Good evening, everyone. Another night in the month of Kartik, and we are blessed with more Vaishnav and Vaishnavi guests. Any questions tonight? Yes. Um, on the path of Bach, when we practice, we do we just we follow what our psychology dictates. We what's comfortable to us, and then we just practice, do our practice at the same time. Or should there be discomfort? Should we be having some discomfort with the material, like giving up stuff and feeling a certain amount of discomfort? Our psychology in one sense, in an overarching sense, is our psychic condition, from the point of view of Vedanta, our psychic condition, with regard to the influence of the gunas, the modes of nature, sattva, rajas, tamas. So we have a psychological and a biological makeup, if you will, and um, this physio-psychological uh, reality is uh, uh, determined in a broad sense by the the uh, influences of the of the gunas. Mm-hmm. So that creates a certain mental proclivities, propensities, and provides us with a corresponding physiology, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So Varnashram Dharma is all about that identity. Mm-hmm. And bhakti, by contrast, has nothing to do with that entity hmm, or that identity. Hmm? And so, if we look, for example, at Varnashram, it takes that personality hmm, into consideration, and uh, and if psychophysiological makeup of, under the influence of the gunas, and it prescribes sacred texts in Varnashram, the Dharma section prescribes sacred or prescribed uh, duties, karma, for different psychological mindsets that they might be successful hmm? in, in regards to a balanced society and a lawful and kind of well-thought-out type of material acquisition. Hmm? So, what does the Bhagavatam say about this right at the onset as this, as Sutta Goswami begins to answer the sages' question, Shama Evahi Kevalam, this is a waste of time. Because this pursuance will not give rise unto itself, unto bhakti, it is a waste of time. Shama Evahi, very strong language, Shama Evahi Kevalam. Now, that said, in the context of this Varnashram Dharma, it's all in consideration of your psychology, if you will, as you're asking about. There are some things that come up in Varnashram, advisable things, meditation, hmm, um, uh, offer something to Vishnu as well as many other gods. That's the real problem with Varnashram, because, as you know, the conclusion of the Gita, Krishna says, forget all the other gods and goddesses. Give If you want to, follow me, be successful in what I'm talking about, Arjun, you have to give up religion. This is the teaching of the Gita. You have to give up religion. You have to give up the sky gods, as we were talking last night, and the goddesses. Don't believe in them. Hmm? And, and, and the pursuit that corresponds with believing in them, which is the perfection of, ma- of my material existence. This kind of an oxymoron. Material perfection. Hmm? It doesn't. They don't go together. The two, hmm? um, and that's all about acquisition, acquiring, acquiring more things, acquiring a better place, and and maintaining a particular identity that's tied, that's that's embedded in nature, hmm. the psychological, physiological uh, makeup and the identity that rises from that is all part of nature. Oh, it has nothing to do with you. Hmm? Now, 
as I say, there are some acts within Varnashram. There's some bhakti. I've given an example before. When we were young, and we used to go to Vrindavan, and we would go to Loi Bazaar, which was the main bazaar. In those days, Ramanreti and the Krishna Balaram Temple were out in the woods, hmm? way out in the woods. And you had to go into town, and you'd hit Loi Bazaar, would be the first bazaar. And there, there would be, you know, the shopkeepers. And Loi actually means wool, so they were wool. It was a wool market, just like you go to the one one street, there's a shoe stores on there, clothes stores on another, restaurants on another. So it was a wool market. But in in amongst that, there was a there was a mukutwala selling deity jewelry and a tulsiwala, so forth. So naturally, we went to those, and they became very wealthy. <laughs> Uh, and had much appreciation for Prabhupada. So then you'd come the next year, and there would be a picture of Prabhupada in the shop. Hmm? And we'd think, oh, they're devoted to Prabhupada, so we buy there. Hmm? And yeah, they had some devotion to Prabhupada. They thought, if I worship Prabhupada, they'll buy here. Hmm? Of course, so this is how Vishnu was worshipped in Varnashram, hmm? basically. Because I know if I worship Vishnu, which is the law, I'll get certain things. I'll be successful in the, in the pursuit of my enhancement of my material identity. So this is the measure to which bhakti shows up in, in Varnashram, not in great measure. Hmm? And obviously it's not the Uttam Bhakti that Rupa Goswami has, has explained to us that Mahaprabhu has bestowed the opportunity to participate in on, on the world. Hmm? So, and I should say, the re- because there is such a little bit of bhakti in Varnashram, it becomes successful in everything else. Hmm? In other words, all the rituals, all the formulas, and so on, all the magic and so forth, that uh, that you do this, you puff a smoke, and you get that. You get a good son, a wife, whatever. Go to heaven as it's, as it's thought and taught and so forth. It, 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 if it is successful and possible at all, because there's a little bhakti in there. So this is what makes it efficacious. Who can sort all of that? That's why nana shastra richaranai kunipuno satdharma samstapako lokanam mitakarano tribhuvane manyo sharanyakaro. It's, it's really quite uncanny what they've done. The Goswamis of Vrindavan, how they have taken from all the sacred texts and shown the position of bhakti, which Bhagavatam was supposed to do which Nard told Vyas, this is what you do now. Hmm? And still it wasn't, wasn't clear. When you come to the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the Goswamis, then you find, oh, you just cannot avoid it. You cannot, I mean, it's so overwhelming. Lokanamita karana, with, with only compassion in mind for the people of the world. Lokanamita karana tibune nana shastra bicharana It's a kind of a scriptural genius, really, that shastra uh, nipun, Hmm? Shastra Yukti. These are the things, the characteristics of the of the superlative uh, person of superlative faith and eligibility for bhakti. They have this a scriptural kind of genius and a scriptural kind of logic that they could take it and land on their feet, so to speak, with an explanation that brings it out in a way that previously we might not have been able to think about it and put it together and so forth and puts us on our feet to tread the path. Hmm? They've done this and created the path, the Sampradaya, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Their knowledge is, is overwhelming. And to think then, what is the position of Vrindavan from whence they come? Hmm? Where they are village girls and show no knowledge. Hmm? In Vrindavan they show, you know, if, if, if some sage comes there, they'll sit and get bored listening to him. Hmm? With Shastric knowledge and Uddhava's message, they found not only boring but repulsive. Mm. With all such things you want to tell us, we're not the body, we shouldn't cry. Mm. Things, this is the nature of providence, would be separated by by will of providence. And he thought, oh, goodness, what is their position? I'm trying to tell them this, but they're crying because of separation from Krishna. <laughs> It's very, it was very mind-boggling to him. That's why Uddhava was sent there, because he was the most learned person hmm, amongst Krishna's associates. He was chosen. 
he was sent to Vrindavan to do what? To give the gopis a message? Kind of. Hmm? For him to learn something, and more so for us to learn something. Hmm? What is the position of Vrindavan? What kind of knowledge is there? The knowledge is so powerful, hmm? so profound, hmm? that it's that it's it's kept underground. Mm-hmm. To give an example, Pujapad Sridhar gave an example that the that the United States has the largest and most powerful military industrial complex in the world. Mm-hmm. And but you don't see when was the last time you saw a tank or a missile or a machine gun? You go to some other countries. You will come to the into the Polish airport, and there's a guy standing there with a machine gun. Okay, <laughs> you know. Or during the uh, Cold War, hmm? then when Russia would have a holiday, you know, whether Stalin's birthday or Lenin's, Lenin, Lenin's birthday or something, they would parade through the missile, through the through, excuse me, through the through the streets, the missiles and tanks, and their power, their force, their military might. Well, we never see this on Independence Day in the United States, or you, you never see such displays of power. Hmm? So this is real power, is the point. You don't have to show the power. Hmm? Indeed, showing the power gets in the way of the peace and the ability to be relaxed, which is a result of having power. Hmm? As the whole position of Krishna, as I've many times said, he who is always playing, is all-powerful. Krishna is depicted as only playing. Every other god's got something to do. Even Shiva's got to be a meditate. Krishna has nothing to do. Hmm? He has nothing to do because his parents loved him too much. They couldn't give him any responsibilities, practically. Hmm? Very spoiled uh, child. (laughs) Uh, and it shows. Hmm? Hmm? Uh, <laughs> but nothing to accomplish. This is the best. Nothing to accomplish. Hmm? So, who, as I've often given an example, if you want to play, you have to have power. If you want to take a vacation, well, you have to have some money in the bank. You have to have the power to take some time off from your job and so forth. So the implication is he who is only playing is all-powerful. But he does not look all-powerful compared to Kali on riding on a tiger. I don't know how many heads she has or arms with swords and weapons or Shiva with a trident or Brahma with four heads looks powerful hmm? in different ways. Krishna doesn't look powerful. Hmm? But what is the power of charm or beauty? <laughs> that overwhelms everyone. The king has to sometimes just take off the crown and walk in the forest hmm, and observe the beauty of nature. But as a king, there's nothing he could do in the creation of his kingdom to compare hmm, with the beauty of of nature, the natural beauty of the world. hmm, To revel in that... hmm, exceeds anything that he could create hmm, by his power. Hmm? So the power of, there's a power to beauty, hmm? anandam. Hmm? I've said before that you could control someone physically or mentally, and as you go from physical to mental, the power to control becomes more subtle, yet more formidable. If I tied you up, Physically, you would know that you were uh, restrained and controlled, and you might have a solution by calling out, help, help. Hmm? But if I was to control you mentally, hmm, hypnotically, or psychologically by manipulating you, hmm, you might not even know enough to call out. You'd have to have a friend come in and say, you got to get out of that relationship. He's bad for you. Hmm? Get away from him. Hmm? Something like that. So the the control is more pervasive, less apparent, but more powerful as we go from the physical to the mental or intellectual. And so it's more problematic. 
But the most powerful means to control is by affection, by love. And it's not a problem, because if I control you by love, real love, hmm, then you will love me, and I will be controlled by you. This is Krishna Bhakti. Hmm? Krishna is controlled by his devotees, and he's controlling them by his charm. Hmm? Hmm? So he is, in this way also, the implication is all-powerful. Love has the, is the greatest power. Love can, you may want to change a person, hmm? There are a certain way you may want to rewire their brain so that they change. Hmm? But love has the power to turn faults into ornaments hmm? without changing the person. Hmm? <laughs> so, uh, so Krishna is anandam hmm? and powerful. Hmm? in a subtle, comprehensive, charming, yet a, 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 and desirable way. The other means of controlling by physical force, by mental or intellectual force, they're not, that's not desirable. Hmm? He controls in, in a desirable way, in an irresistible way. There's the name of Krishna means this. Irresistible. Hmm? All attractive. Hmm? So that plane... Hmm? His domain, his realm of domicile, this is an all-powerful place. And because it's all-powerful, the power of it, the force of it, the knowledge, I mean to say, that underlies it, knowledge is a kind of power, and love is pregnant with a kind of knowing that is essential without any extra baggage type of information. You know what to do hmm. in love, instinctual, something like this, higher knowledge. So th- th- there's a knowledge that underlies this plane, and it's, and it's all what all the scriptures are pointing to, trying to talk about. Shuti-bhi-bhi-bhrigyam, Uddhava said, I cannot, uh, I know the shruti, I know the Smriti, I know I'm Shastravit, and this is off the scriptural map. Hmm? It's off the map. It's it's where the map is pointing to. Rupa Goswami said it another way in his Namastakam. Mm, did he say? Nikila Shruti, Nikila Shruti, Apimat Ratnamolam. The Shruti... The 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 the, the, st- the aphorisms of the Shruti Ambramasmi Nitinati Tattamasi these are luminous. The meaning of these you can contemplate these sutras for forever and get light from them. He said they're like jewels that cast a light. And all of these Upanishadic jewels, where are they casting their light? On one sound, two syllables, Krishna. Hmm? Just like there's a place in your head somewhere, you can touch it and you'll be paralyzed. One place, everything, done. This is the one sound. Anabriti shabda, anabriti shabda. The world comes from sound. By sound, you'll leave the world. You'll dissolve the world. Hmm? This is the sound. Hmm? Nam, Krishna Nam. Hmm? Hmm? And Goloka Premodhan Hurinam Sankirtan. This is the method of Chaitanya but it comes from there, it's exported from there. Hmm? And it contains within it the essence of all the sacred texts. They're all speaking about this. This is what the Goswami showed. And this is their experience in Vrindavan, but it's hard to detect hmm? how they're living there. But as I'm giving an example, the knowledge, the power, is all underneath. It's in the grains of sand. Chintamani prakara sadmasu kalpabrikshalakshabriteshu surabhira vipalayantam lakshmi sahasrasatasambrama sevamanam shriyakanta kanta paramapurushu kalpataravo 
These are just very beautiful and profound statements trying to describe that place where the dust has is 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 is, is full of knowledge, <laughs> is chintamani, and you can get anything from that. Called Pabriksha. It is a, the Veda itself is compared to a desire tree of knowledge. Hmm? This is the whole fruit of the tree there. Hmm? The whole fruit of the tree, the living Bhagwat. Hmm? The land is made out of Chintami. The trees, Kalpabriksha, the cows, Kamadenu. The movement, the walking is dancing. Hmm? The talk is song. Jiva Goswami questions. If the walking is dancing, if the talking is singing, what must be the singing? What must be the dancing in that place? Hmm? There, Brahman is dancing. Kiyu hmm? is all-pervasive and has nowhere to go. He can't move because he's already everywhere. Somehow he's moving. And how is he moving? He's moving constantly. His movement is like a dance and it never stops. It's a dance-a-thon, something like that. Bhagwan Brahman is so alive in Vrindavan. Hmm? Hmm? The force is bhakti, of course, that there's no sleeping at night for him even. Hmm? On the other end of the spectrum, Mahavishnu, he's like practically sleeping all the time. Hmm? Wake up, home, some offering, eat something, sleep. Hmm? Wake up, the world comes. Oh God, back to sleep. Try next. Try next time. Another breath. Hmm. Hmm. Less bhakti, less movement. Hmm. Bhakti is animating the Swarup Shakti, animating the Absolute, and it's fully operative in Golok. Hmm. And so the whole plane is moving and alive. Hmm. Moving in a, in a, it's very peculiar because who's everywhere is moving. Hmm? This is Leela. This is play. And in all this play, to say, underlying the play has to be power. Hmm? So it's the, what all the scriptures are talking about directly or in Anbayadi Tarataha. Hmm? Directly and indirectly. This is Vrindavan. Hmm? Uh, difficult to understand that we need good good guidance, and such good guidance we have to understand. Therefore, the deity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, that you should add to your kirtan, Mongol Charan, some pranam for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? Add this to your. It must be there. Hmm? We will not go into a temple of Radha and Krishna. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is not there. At least his picture. Hmm? You will not do kirtan, Krishna kirtan, without first glorifying Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We will not speak Krishna Leela without first mentioning something corresponding Leela of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This is Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Hmm? So Gaudiya Vaishnavism, and there, and Chaitanya Dev, who he gave it to, Rup Sanatan. We were reading in the morning, Chit Sanatan Siksha. Hmm? Mahaprabhu gave to Rupa Goswami, it's described like Krishna gave to Brahma. Of the dawn of creation, reinvesting in his own sampradaya, appearing in it. Hmm? What Rupa Sanatana have done, hmm? as I said, we're talking nana shastra richarana ikanipanosa dharma samastapako. What they did with shastra, the mastery they had of this. This is the standard of knowledge, the revelation. It is so incredible. Hmm? And there in the Vrindavan, they are just the village girls. They appear as if they have no knowledge. This is Gyan Shunya Bhakti. The knowledge is there, but it's like America. We have all the power. It's uh, tanks and missiles, and somebody's in a lab all the time figuring out some new weapon, some new powerful force, some new kind of airplane or something. Uh, but we just go on with the ordinary, ordinary commerce, and, and, and we don't have parades showing the power. That is the sign of the power. You don't need to show the power. If we need to show the power, then there's some power. 
is a little, whoa, we're powerful. Goodness. Hmm. If anybody comes there, they feel it's a little, it's not so friendly. It's powerful, but how friendly it is is another thing. So Vrindavan, hmm? oh, this is, this is the most powerful place. This is the be-all, end-all of, of the Shastra, which is knowledge. Knowledge is power. Hmm? So the Goswami is showing the way there. Hmm? through the sacred texts, and, and how they've done it. It's just, if you study, it's just mind-boggling, the measure of their knowledge. So you can see these village girls, they know a lot. Hmm? These uneducated girls are the manjaris, handmaidens of Radha, what they know. What is that place? You can put it in perspective. Hmm? So therefore, if you want to go there, a little tattva will be useful. Hmm? I was once listened to, listening to... Uh, uh, Bhakti Sundar Govindamarsh gave a lecture, and he was giving a lecture about Mahaprabhu, Chaitanya Dev, he was told by his guru, don't study Vedanta, just chant Hare Krishna, and so forth. He was going on like this and making the point. Hmm? And as he's making the point, he's quoting this verse, and this verse, and this verse, and this verse, and this verse. And, and some people are taking, we don't need to study the scripture, just see. And I'm looking and thinking, it seems like you know the scripture pretty well here <laughs> to make these points. So it has a purpose, the scripture. It, it, is, it has a purpose. We should use our head to soften our hearts that we can chant with feeling and some feeling for what is that place, that ideal? What is that? With Pujala Raga Patagoda Bangay Matalahari Jan Kirtanarangay. This is the essence of Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasitakura encapsulated in one. One one verse he himself wrote, Pujala Raga Patagodavabangi Matula Hari Janakirtanarangi. That our position is that we will keep on our head hmm, and worship with awe and reverence, not Krishna, not Narayan, but the Ragmarg itself. Hmm, the devotees, the Ragatmikas, what that is that we will be in awe of their, their love. Hmm? And we want to tell the whole world, through Kirtan, we want to tell the whole world, what is that place? And in order to tell the whole world that is, that what is that place, we have to speak at least 80% of the time what that place is not. It's not this, and it's not that. It's not what it looks like. Hmm? It looks like a very ignorant place, a very selfish place. How could they do that? Hmm? Those milkmaidens, in the middle of the night, leave their children crying, leave the milk boiling over, risk their family's reputation, their village's reputation, go against the scripture. How selfish. Hmm? Just for, for some calm, hmm? some desire. In all the scriptures saying, check that desire, selfishness is unbecoming. Hmm? It, and it, it looks just like, just like this. Do we have to not? Nityam Bhagavata Seva. You've got to study carefully to understand what is that. And the Goswamis, they've helped us to do that. Hmm? How they've taken us there. How they've shown us that place. Hmm? Gaur, Nityananda, the Goswamis, we should see they are providing us particular opportunities to enter the air. They are the way. It's not that they've come and shown what this is all about and then they recede to the background and disappear. And you just pick and choose and do it yourself and go wherever you want and I'll be of this or I'll be of that in Vrindavan. Hmm? And thank you, Gurudev. Okay, I'll go on with my bhakti over here and I'll, I'll be, I think I'll become of this and I'll become of that. And... This is not what they As I said last night, first the giver, then the gift. So it's extended. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the giver. Rupa Sanatana the giver. The Gaur Nityananda the giver. And what they've given is what they've got. Hmm? What they're about, that's what they're giving. And these are the oppor- windows of opportunity that Gaudiya Sampradaya provides for us. They don't recede to the background. What does Narutam say? Hmm? Hmm. And what? Hmm. Then, 
having taken shelter of Nityananda, enter into Vrindavan and Rupa Raghunatha Pade. Hmm? Hmm. He's in Madhuras, of course, so he's, Rupa Raghunatha haven't like disappeared from the picture. And I think I'll become a follower of Chandrawali. Why not? Because I like the color of her. She wears this color. It's said in the Padma Purana. I like that. Hmm? I'll, I'll follow Ujjwala because you know, he's like this. and um, It's not like this. Hmm? Hmm. No, I follow my Gurudev hmm. because this how Krishna gave him to me. Hmm. In this opportunity, he or she provided, offered for me, hmm. and and he or she will not recede to the background, but more and more to the foreground, taking precedence over Krishna because Krishna is not the goal. Love of Krishna is the goal. And Guru Dev is the personification of love of Krishna. That's true. That's a secondary thing. That means, oh, I should pay attention. Krishna is directly present here in a way that is most pertinent to me. Sakshadaritena, Samasta Shastra, and all the Shastras say. However, Kintu, however, Kintu Prabhuriya Priyavatasya. Guru Dev Ji, he is very dear to Krishna. Oh, that's a peculiar thing. What is that? Krishnanandaya Dimahi. Hmm? This part coming hmm. in Guru Gayatri. What is the Ananda of Gurudev? So, Guru Jatiya Bhav. This is our ideal. Hmm? With the Bhava of our Guru. We, we, this is the general course. We will follow that. Hmm? It's not a pick and choose, do it yourself, Home Depot, you know, Lowe's, you know, type of a thing. It's not like that. Hmm. There's a high price ticket, very high price ticket. This is not for the common folk. Hmm. And you have to go there with guidance, and guidance has come. You have to study very carefully, see, oh, this is how it happened. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has given it to Rupa Goswami. Hmm. Rupa Goswami is shown in Bhakti Rasamrita. Listen to what are the possibilities? Hmm? Hmm? They know that land. They know the Bhagavat. Vyasu Veti Naviti Va. Vyas may know, he may not know. But Rupa Goswami knows. Hmm? Raghunath Das Goswami knows. Hmm? Sanatana Goswami knows. Hmm? And so much knowing. What they've done with the scripture, it's very incredible. Hmm? And this giving us access to that to that plane and understanding what opportunities in what ways to enter there have our this is what makes one sampradaya different from another sampradaya <coughs> hmm? if you think Gaudiya sampradaya is chant Hare Krishna somehow uh, pick out a guru somewhere you got to get that done and then chant Hare and maybe you'll like him too we were here last year giving a lecture and and one of the one of the devotees said I'm so glad with Saraswati, her, her husband, uh, Krishna took initiation from me. She said, I'm so glad that my, 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 my husband has a guru that he likes. It's <laughs> a good idea. <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea. It's a good one. <laughs> okay. Uh, is it any other way? I mean, it shouldn't be like that. It should be, we must have a guru. Does, you know, it's said in the scripture, you must have a guru. But it's not a law. It's like, I must take shelter here. I feel I must. I'm compelled. Hmm? I'm moved. This is my in my interest. I, can, I cannot let him or her escape from me. I'm captured. I must capture him or her. Must, they must, he must take responsibility for me. I put myself in your hands. Hmm? This is the, the feeling. Hmm? Hmm? Yeah. Hmm. So, they have shown the way. They have shown the, the the opportunity. And so comprehensive is my point, is the knowledge of these Goswamis. Hmm? So comprehensive. Hmm? They have shown, this is how we went there, that in Barnashram, hmm, the only reason Barnashram is effective is because there's a tiny bit of bhakti. Hmm? Like you put the Prabhupada picture there. So, I worship Vishnu because if I worship Vishnu, then the things I want, I'll get. Hmm? That's not Uttam Bhakti, but it's a little, some kind of Bhakti. Hmm? And so the whole of Varnashram, going to heaven, 
getting a good son, daughter, wife, everything, it all become possible because there's a little bit of bhakti there. And they've shown it, demonstrated this. This is incredible. And most people follow Brahma Ashram and they have no interest in bhakti. They don't have no any idea that because there's a kernel of bhakti in there is why it's efficacious at all. And they have shown this. And similarly with Gyan, then Yogmarg, which are different than Amarna Ashram in that they are transcendental goals. Hmm? But within the Varnashram, this is which is relative to your question, which which is about your psychology and the identity that arises there, the propensities and all this. The higher end of it, of course, is that you engage in the Varnashram without attachment to the fruits. Hmm? So this is called Nishkam Karma, hmm? Kamarpanam. But this Kamarpanam is is not a not a form of bhakti, even if you give the result to Krishna. Hmm? But but what is bhakti? Bhakti is about a different identity. It's not about cultivating the identity that I am a Brahman, I am a Chatriya, Naham Vipro, Nacha, Narapati, Napi, Vaisho, Nasudro, Naham Vannecha, Griyapati, Novana, Stoyativa. Kintu Prodanikila, Paramananda, Pranam, Ritadra, Gopi, Bhartu, Padakamala, Udas, Das, Anudas. This bhakti, this came from the lotus mouth. I am not a Brahmin. I am not a Chatri. I am not a Sannyasi. Hmm? I am not a Guru. I am none of these things. Hmm? I am the servant of the servant of the servant of the servant of Krishna, who is the husband of the gopis. Hmm? This is a t- completely spiritual identity. When we go on the altar, we chant this kind of mantra. Means, I leave my psychology behind. I am a different. Hmm? I embrace a different identity. What is that verse, Mahaprabhu? Sakyam, Sakyurupam, Samvidhaya, Sakya Bhavina, Sarvada. Like this kind of thinking. I, this is who I am. I am a. I am. He's, he's thinking like this. I am a sukkah. I'm a follower of my guru Dave. Like this, he's coming like this to him, hmm? and I will now. I will worship my Govardhan Shila in this way. Hmm? This is bhakti, hmm? cultivating this kind of ego. Hmm? To cultivate the Marnashram ego, this is the opposite of bhakti. Hmm? Hmm? Now that said. Your question is that I'm doing bhakti, but I still have this psychological makeup that has me, gives me certain propensities and so forth. So we find in the mood, in the, in, excuse me, in the Paribhana family of Bhakti Vinod, this acknowledgement of this fact. We could give a hoot for Varnashram. Hmm? Krishna says, forget about it. Give up religion. That's what it says. In order to know me, to, to, to understand the Gita, you have to give up religion. This is very nice because. Right in the middle of a book about religion, that's what Mahabharata's all about. Hmm. Ethics, morals, dharma, and so forth. The central part. When does it come in the Mahabharata? At the climax. Everyone is on the edge of their seat. See the expertise of the author. Everyone's on the edge of the seat. The war. It's We tried diplomacy. You're watching the news for weeks and weeks. And... They're having a meeting. They haven't. There's been negotiation. Looks like it's getting better. Looks like it's getting better. There's going to. And now it's not getting better. There's going to be a war. And everybody's like, reporters are ready to go over, you know, and get the news to you. And so everybody's on the edge of their seats. Hmm? Opening the first thing in the morning. What does it say? What are they going to do? And where? Kurukshetra. The war is about to happen. Hmm? This is where now and then. Bhagavad Gita. Hmm? It was so artful. Everyone is full, fully attentive at this point, and f- just in, in, in emotionally attentive, hmm? mentally and intellectually, and emotionally so attentive. And in Arjun, he starts to falter. I d- drop my bow. What's happening? Hmm? And Krishna began to speak, hmm, Bhagavad Gita, huh, and take us to another level. Hmm. It's a Shruti, Gita Upanishad. Hmm. 
This makes the whole this makes the whole Mahabharat worth reading. Just like Ramananda Sambad makes the whole Chaitanya Charitamrita worth reading. That's the, it revolves around this. Is what is shown there. What is the sadhana? What is the sadhya of Chaitanya Vaishnavism? That's what we're interested in, right? What's the goal and what's the practice? What's the method and what's the madness of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that we are to follow? So, at the same time, we teach this to someone, and someone becomes inspired, so they have faith in bhakti, so they no longer have faith in Barnashram, so they, you can't follow it. We destroy their faith in Barnashram. Hmm? So they, they can't follow it anymore. <laughs> they have to follow bhakti. But they're weak to follow bhakti. They're shraddhas komal, tender, weak, that has to be fortified gradually with scripture. And then what Bhaktivinoda saw was, well, people are getting this faith somehow, but then what do they do with it? They're told to go and chant. It's the Paramhamsa Marg. Eh, forget about the castes and all this stuff. Take off your Brahmin thread. Now you're a Vaishnav. That's what they would do. Hmm? Take off the thread. Now you've got the Vaishnav Diksha. Hmm? And so, the point about to be noticed, they didn't become a Paramhamsa that, that day, hmm? but they're on the Paramhamsa Marg. And so he saw this condition in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Therefore, he had some idea that, all right, let's form an institution, he asked Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, to give support to people, to do bhakti, to hear and chant, in such a way that they have a whole lifestyle that works with that, and in, in lots of engagement and so forth, to make a, a, a new civilization, so to speak, a, an institution and a, and a whole lifestyle. So he thought, therefore... We don't care about Varnashram, but the fact is that, that some the psychological realities of the gunas are still present. So, just with common sense, then, if we're living, let's say, as Prabhupada wanted, in an in agrarian-based, more agrarian-based and industrial-based community, sustainable community, so we'll engage people in the context of bhakti according to their propensities. If we have a bhakta who's... who's, a, who's Propensity is to farm. We'll tell them, okay, maybe we got a place for that. We can farming is not bhakti, but by a rope, by assigning farming to bhakti by way of saying you will farm and 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 all of the strawberries will be offered to Radha Madhava. As a rope siddha bhakti becomes bhakti by assignment. Strawberries growing strawberries is not bhakti, but growing strawberries for Radha Madhava that is bhakti. Hmm? And if someone comes and they have some different type of propensity, let's say they got a college degree in journalism, who so would think maybe he can write some articles about Krishna and learn the philosophy in a certain way and so forth. So naturally we'll engage them accordingly. Hmm? So to that extent, we obviously, just in a natural way, uh, understand their propensities, their tendencies, materially speaking, but uh, and engage them, but with a view to um, have them rise above their material propensity, their psychological disposition, and the kind of an identity that based on that, um, and 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 make the central focus that I'm pursuing another identity with those same propensities. I'm using for the for 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 the sake of another identity. So, what should you do? Hmm? This is your question. That you find sometimes there are there is bhakti to be done and you have a material psychological propensity that 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 is not inclined to cooperate with something that is favorable to bhakti. Hmm? So your question is, should I forego that material propensity or should I just 
do what's natural and and uh, and and not do that bhakti, not give up that thing which is um, unfavorable to bhakti because I don't want to be out of balance and something like that is something like your your question. So I think that it may require some guidance with regard to specifics, but there is it is a path of grace, but we it also a path of effort effort to get grace. So the effort comes in in this. There's a vow. I will accept what's favorable for Krishna's service. I will reject what's unfavorable. So that which is unfavorable, that will be uncomfortable. There must be some discomfort. Prabhupada told me, somebody once complained, Tripurari Maharaj is preaching, and the authorities at the airport are really upset with him. And Prabhupada said, what do you expect? If, if there's nobody's upset, there will be no preaching. If no one's upset, I guess he hasn't done any preaching. Understand? So preaching is meant to upset us hmm? and present before this. There is some some struggle must be there. Hmm? And we must wrestle to some extent with our material propensities and tendencies that are not themselves favorable to bhakti, maybe obstacles to bhakti. But at the same time, hmm? The mind, you're talking about your psychology in a sense, it's a very powerful thing. So we have to learn to work with it. And bhakti is very friendly. So there may be different ways in which you can enter the house. You can't get in the front door, you can go in the back door, through the window, through the chimney, something like that. So under good guidance, Gurudev will find some way, somebody says, Gurmarsha, I was thinking I would like to go to Alaska. I'm thinking, oh, great, that's just what we need. You need to go to Alaska, yeah. So, but I can see he won't. He's, he really isn't asking me. Hmm? He doesn't really want to know. And and if I say yes or no, he's just as happy, hmm? which it should be. I just want to know what you want. I was thinking I'd go to Alaska, and that would be good. What do you think? No, great. Yes, great. No, he wants. Just to let me know, I'm going to Alaska, more or less, <laughs> unless I absolutely, you know, can't. So then, you know, what do you can do? You think, okay, do I know anybody in Alaska? What did they? Have? Can you bring back? Hey, could you bring back some ice cubes? Would you go? You know, something like that, and somehow, somehow, make it meaningful, hmm? so, some way. So, Guru Davis tries to be helpful <laughs> in this way, work with our propensities uh, to, as far as. As possible, but it's not always possible. Sometimes we have to say no. That you have to forego that. You have to change. So some, sometimes there should be some, 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 some struggle, but not in a way that the balance is shifted, and in the name of the struggle, you become discouraged about bhakti. Hmm? So it's a, it's kind of a, a balancing act, if you will. Hmm? So in, in rather than fight with the mind, sometimes you you know you need to work with it. So you you know you you have to back up a little bit and give it a little bit of room, and then come back at it again from another angle and so forth. But again, I think that you have to be honest and 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 prepared for the answer. That sometimes no, there there will be some. This is the point of the effort. There will be some struggle. There will be some uh, some point at which or points at which you have to forego. And even though your material, whatever propensity and identity as you presented it, your your psychology is going another way. It clearly hmm, has to be retired, hmm? and ultimately it has to be retired. So without any effort, that that won't come about very. Uh, readily, mm. and, and and there's so many ways to deal with that. I mean, it's, it's bhakti is so user friendly. There's so many ways that you could you could even in, engage a propensity to some extent. So be a little creative. I don't know if I'm directly answering your question, but I mean, we can't just go on and think. Well, you know, I'd want to be psychologically well balanced. Guru said, you know, if you're psychologically well balanced and you've got two feet on the ground, you're better positioned to jump up and touch the stars than if you're standing on one leg and, and, you, and you start. 
And that's kind of the essence. That's why I started to talk about Varnashram. It's kind of the idea of Varnashram. But you get both feet on the ground. You get your your body and your mind, you know, in sync, so to speak. You feel comfortable in your skin. Something like that. But then, of course, you're not the skin. It makes, wait a minute, how can I be comfortable in my skin and I'm not the skin? And so there, there is a clash uh, of these identities, ultimately. Hmm? As long as they go along on parallel lines, no problem. If the relative and the absolute, the relative is in conflict with the absolute, then fine. But when the relative comes in conflict with the absolute, then the relative must be retired. The absolute must be embraced. And that's when, oh, now I have to try here. I have to forego. Hmm? So often they'll go along parallel lines very nicely. Hmm? I have a nice husband. I'll just give you some example. I have a nice husband. He's very intelligent. I like to follow his lead in bhakti. Everything's working great for me. Hmm? And then he becomes a non-devotee suddenly. Hmm? Whoa, the equation has changed here. And now his advice is bad. Uh, uh, and so what do, we, what do we do then? Then uh, I'll have make Krishna my husband or something. <laughs> and so we're, we work the other way around, uh, obviously, as well. So, so yeah, mm, the relative and the absolute. If we really work with our material psychology in the context of bhakti, it will dissolve. This is the point. It will dissolve. Hmm. That's the objective. So we're too cautious about wanting to be balanced and so forth. Hmm. It's rajas. Material perfection. Hmm. You want to be careful of that. Hmm. But, yeah, to some extent... The general answer and many other things discussed. Uh, what else? Is that helpful? Mm-hmm. I just wanted to put focus on the main thing that we were about. Hmm. What is our ideal? We keep good company and so forth. And there's a whole world of, of engagements, ways to work with the mind, right? It's an art. It's art. Anything else? What's the time? Okay, so you'll be here for a couple of days. Yeah? Good, good. And this is your last night? Yeah, I'm living in the next half hour. And where where are you going? Um, Tus- Tus- Tuscaloosa, Florida. Florida. Pro- no, Alabama. Alabama. We have a program in the university tomorrow. Bringing the holy name to Alabama. Oh, it's very nice. Well, we're very honored to have you. Hope you'll return and visit us again. Sri Sri Gaurada Madhava Ki Jai, Gaur Bhakta Vridna Ki Jai, Gaur Premanande.